Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Getting ready to represent Christ to your world today. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. with uh, three headlines uh, in this hour from what we will call the variety portion of the news. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, a person most likely known to you as a Hollywood actor, um, is also what I would describe a person person who um, has cultivated some broad personality um, across lots of spheres of influence. He has recently um, released a personal memoir called Green Lights, a love letter to living optimistically. And there are uh, some people who, well, you might also recognize him as, um, you know, the guy that does the kind of very quiet, reflective ads for Lincoln. Um, He now may be considering a run for uh, the, the governorship of the great state of Texas. Oh, and... Um, Paul has just reminded me, producer Paul Perot has just reminded me, and and maybe to his greatest credit of all, Matthew McConaughey is going to be the voice of Hank the Cowdog in the Hank uh, the Cowdog uh, podcast, which if you're not familiar with Hank the Cowdog, your family has been uh, missing out for a generation on some great audiobooks. Um, all right, so McConaughey re- describes himself as coming from a long line of rule breakers, uh, he comes from a family of disciplinarians where you better follow the rules. Um, and so he just basically became a person who then broke the rules. Um, we are uh, we are well aware of some of the roles that he has played in Hollywood. And it will be interesting to see uh, if and how he cultivates a voice in the broader conversations in the culture. Um, if so, I would expect him to cultivate a voice that is um, what we might think of as anti-partisan He's not really bipartisan. My guess is he's going to sort of craft his own agenda. I'm not sure in Texas how that plays out um, uh, or what that might look like. So there you go. There's a storyline that might be of interest to watch. Um, And the other one that I want to lift up here is about Dolly Parton. Um, Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine was partially funded by Dolly Parton. Um, The vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, has proven to be 94.5% effective in terms of its early data. And um, it's just a story about this, you know, country music legend, this icon, this sister in the faith, donating a million dollars early this year to aid in the research, um, specifically by the Vanderbilt Institute for Infection Immunology uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, which is close to where uh, Dolly Parton lives. So she created something called the Dolly Parton COVID-19 Research Fund. And um, gave a million dollars to it and invited others to join her in the effort. Uh, and so this is a, you know, this is evidence of of how it is that you and I and others can leverage the resources that God has placed within our reach by his grace, um, through his bounty, how we can leverage those to the good and the blessing of others. So consider today what is within your sphere of influence. It might be financial dollars. It might be something else that you might be time, might be talent, might be prayer 
that you are called to leverage for the advancing of the kingdom purposes in this generation. I mean, if you've ever wondered, like, you know, why in the world am I in the world today? You are in the world to advance the gospel. I mean, if you're a Christian, that's why you're here. And so let's be uh, considering how we might, like Dolly Parton in her efforts, how we might use what God has given us um, for the greater good in this day. All right, next up, Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. We are going to look at some movie reviews, leading off with uh, Hillbilly Elegy, which is a book that I have read and an author I appreciate. So, gosh, I hope the review is good. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Joining me now, Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Welcome back, sir. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, let's lead off with Hillbilly Elegy. I sure do hope it's a good review. Well, it is and it isn't. <laughs> not, I to think set, that, not to set the reviewer up. Right. I mean, I think <sighs> I think this will be a bittersweet review for you. Um, okay. This, this is a story of <clears throat> um, a young man who grew up with a mom who was basically completely addicted to drugs and, you know, coming from a, a place of hardship and goes off to Yale and makes good. And basically it's a story about him, not even so much about him, but about his mother and his grandmother. And it turned out that his grandmother is the one who, more or less raised him and more or less, you know, instilled in him a sense of what we might, we might call Midwestern values for lack of a better description. And the book and the movie offer uh, a portrait of, of his memory of his mom and of his grandmother and of the basic goodness of who they were, even though they were poor, even though his mom was addicted. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a love letter to brokenness, if you will. And that mm -hmm. brings me to my, to my caveat, which is, uh, there's a lot of profanity in this movie. I mean, mm. you know, 35 F words, 30 S mm. words. I don't, I don't normally go into that level of granular detail on your show. Um, but it's important but since you, 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 you suspected I was going to want to watch it. And now I know right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we have, we've got bullying, we have, you know, some physical abuse and there's a lot of drug and alcohol content. And so, um, different people have different levels of ability to parse what I would call really raw content and whether that constitutes, you know, beyond your own line or not, I, I can't say, there are some some redemptive and some inspiring and some bittersweet messages here, but this is a solid R-rated movie and with good reason. There's a lot of content mm. here too. So um, there you go. So um, let me just pause and reflect to the audience. J.D. Vance is the person whose 2016 memoir, um, this by the same name, Hillbilly Elegy. Correct. This is based. This movie is based on, and. Um, this is J.D. Vance's story. Like he he right. grew up in Appalachia and then he went to Yale. And so um, he talks about um, hardworking people. He talks about the structural uh, 
realities of poverty in the region. Um, and I think that in the book, poverty and immorality get get intertwined. Um, yeah. And and that would be a conversation <clears throat> worth having. Um you know, so maybe read the book, don't see the film. Maybe that might be right. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, yep. How about the farmer and the bell saving you know Santa Land? I kind of love this movie. Um, <laughs> now, I sometimes volunteer to do the Christian movies. That okay? I'm outing my team. This is really mean. <sighs> um, they don't always like doing these movies. They're hard movies to review in that they are often. Um, fairly predictable, fairly melodramatic, uh, sweet to a fault, and the production values are not great. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that none of those generalizations were completely true of this movie. How's that for a, <laughs> a backhanded compliment? Um, this is a, a lovely little Christian movie in the Hallmark romance kind of vein, and it's about an aging supermodel who has sort of come to the end of her road of being able to just let her looks um, be her meal ticket in life. And she's asking kind of existential questions. Uh, I won't get deep into the plot, but it involves revisiting a farm where she lost a bracelet that had a bunch of really nice messages about what matters most in life. And of course, when she goes back there, the farm boy that she knew when she was 10 uh, is now a widower and has a seven-year-old daughter, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to connect these dots. So as I first got into the movie, I'm like, oh, man, I better get some crackers because there's a lot of cheese here. <laughs> it really it really grew on me. And my team would also say that I have a soft spot for movies like these. So um, it's not going to be an Academy Award-winning movie, but I think if you what? like... Okay, know, so right? I have an idea. I have an idea to even make this something like this is a very redemptive film and it i is, like yeah. those and they're um the things that are on the charm bracelet i'm not going to give it away but right. um it's important and and yeah. it does it does speak to like even if you are thinking to yourself right now and you're listening hey what might be a really fun thing to do with my adolescent girl um during advent okay you could do an advent charm bracelet what Absolutely. would it look like to load up a charm bracelet charm bracelet every day of Advent? Like we're tired of popping open uh, cardboard boxes with milk chocolate that's just nasty. We need something right. to do during Advent that's actually like age appropriate and meaningful. We'll find a verse of scripture that's associated with a particular charm and and bless your child every day during Advent. Open the scriptures yep. with her and add a charm to the bracelet. Like that's cool. And then, yes, watch the film because yeah. there you and go. That's like there would you, be cool. Yep. There's a cool way of of uh, of doing something with your adolescent, adolescent, tween or even teen girl that I think is really redemptive about this. And for Absolutely. boys, look for a girl with these attributes. Right. It's, yeah. And maybe you, look for, maybe yeah. you do a, a charm baseball bat for your boy. You know, you get you're out like your, adding something every your, day. You're like soldering that. iron and you burn <gasps> in a new message every day. Mm. That just Gosh, came to boys like fire and they like to. That's good. No, oh, I boy. like that. Something. All right. We got yeah. all kinds of ideas. All right. Um, for your <laughs> gift. Uh, yeah. For all of your gift advice. Uh, Adam Holtz and I are here for you. <laughs> when we come back, a few more reviews with Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families plugged in. All 
continue my conversation with Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Adam, we got a listener who is recommending uh, that we watch The Chosen, um, where a scene uh, played out giving... Oh, 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 this is in relationship to, to last hour. I missed this in the six, at the 6 o'clock hour. Hey, we could tie last hour and this hour together. Apparently, the compassion shown for Nicodemus in a particular episode of The Chosen is what this person is highlighting. I talked, Adam, about not just celebrating birthdays, but rebirth days. Um, so uh, anyway, okay, and then this next one must be the one that Paul was trying to point me to. Question for you, what was the name of the last movie that Adam reviewed? Um, oh, oh, I can do this one. The Farmer and the Bell, Saving yes. Santa Land. There you yes. go. All right. And now, if our let... description of that was not enough to interest you, John Schneider has a cameo as well. So that should put everybody <laughs> over the top. Well, and just go to PluggedIn.com and get the full review and see the pictures and be drawn in. Okay. Yes, so, exactly. um, okay, we get, we're going to do one more review. Well, let's do this. Can I give them, can you give them the good news about Charlie Brown uh, before yes. we do another review? Because I want to make sure... Because I had announced that people weren't going to be able to watch Charlie Brown um, right. on regular TV, uh, and now that news is different. Yeah, it is. You know, I think that Apple has come to its senses. It's realized that it snatched this beloved property, and everybody got really mad because actually not that many people <laughs> subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. They have made a deal with PBS, um, and they will be airing the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special uh, on November 22nd, which I believe is Saturday or Sunday, maybe Sunday, uh, 7.30 p.m. And the Christmas special will be on, excuse me, December 13th at 7.30 p.m. So rest assured you can still watch those wonderful Charlie Brown classics. All right. So that seemed like a, a moment to celebrate. Now let's talk yes. about uh, the Princess Switch 2 switched again. Well, you know, if a switch works once, it will switch twice. <laughs> Back in 2018, actress Vanessa Hudgens played two different lookalike characters. One, a chef from, I think, New York. It's usually New York, uh, who goes to a, uh, a fictional country in Europe and meets her doppelganger, uh, which is, man, that's a word we just don't get to use often enough, uh, which is a German word for somebody who looks exactly like you but is not you. Um, and she is uh, named Margaret, and they switched places so that they could experience each other's lives. Well, um, that turned out pretty well for uh, the American character who ends up marrying a prince, and she's now a princess herself. Margaret is being groomed and is on the verge of being coronated as the Queen of Belgravia, um, and <clears throat> wouldn't you know it, there is an evil cousin, Lady Fiona, who, wait for it, looks exactly like the other two. So now we have a triple switcheroo happening. Uh, triple switcherooing happens, hijinks ensue, uh, as does romance, laughs, and, uh, eventually a happy ending with the wicked character getting her appropriate comeuppance. Um, this is a G-rated movie. And so a couple things here. Um, it's great that, you know, Netflix is actually relate, releasing G-rated comedy. Uh, what is a little bit less great is what you can get away with in a G-rated movie these days. We've got a few uses of OMG. Uh, there is a scene where two guys are dancing together at a ball. That may be the biggest one that people want to be aware of. I mean, it's a blink and you miss it scene, but as we have talked about before, that sort of nod to same-sex relationships is turning up in almost everything these days. And so it won't be a total deal killer, perhaps, for most families. But just know that even with a G rating, 
sometimes there are content issues that you need to beware of. Um, it's a pretty sweet movie. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, all well, two out of the three characters are really likable. Um, and if you like, you know, it's it's basically the parent trap on steroids on Netflix. So there you go. <laughs> All right. For more um, for for more reviews, go to pluggedin.com. Uh, you can grab the review for The Life Ahead. That was another one that we were going to talk about today if we had time, but we don't because uh-huh. I want to talk about Wonder Woman. Yes, let's talk about Wonder I actually Wonder. remember Wonder Woman, like when Wonder Woman was actually Wonder Woman. So tell us what's going on. Well, I, I suspect we could talk a lot about that, but here is the upshot. With COVID being what it is, We've got this long list of blockbusters that keep pushing off because uh, they want to make their money back. These are because there won't be movies. any block to bust. Nobody will. There be won't. There. There's neither yeah. blocking nor busting going on. Um, so this is a movie that was supposed to be released on Christmas Day, uh, and now they have cut a deal with HBO Max to release it simultaneously in whatever theaters might be open. And on HBO Max. Now, this might be one of those things where if you're like me, I'm like, I'm not giving a single penny to HBO. Uh, but, you know, if you want to see it at home, you can sign up for a day, watch it, and then cancel your <laughs> cancel your subscription. Uh, but I think it's interesting in that you have Hollywood trying to figure out how do we survive? And that's an open question because theaters are really struggling. So uh, Wonder Woman, Warner Brothers has made – uh, what, you know, they might consider kind of a deal with the devil, uh, although HBO is a devil in their own corporate conglomerate, um, to, you know, try to recoup some money, but still give people the theatrical experience if they are able to and want to avail themselves of that option. Amen. All right. And then one little newsy tip, newsy item before we go. Sony has acquired Pure Flix. Uh, I, yes. I think we probably saw this coming. Yeah. You know, anytime anything is even remotely successful, there's usually a corporate conglomerate that's lurking out there waiting to swallow it up. And, you know, before we get too bent out of shape about that, which would be my knee jerk reaction, Sony also owns a firm films, which has brought us most of the Kendrick brothers movies as well. So they're seeing an opportunity to make money they understand what the audience is. I don't think that necessarily means that we're going to see content on that streaming service dumbed down or, you know, faith-oriented stuff diluted. Uh, but again, I think it it feels a little bit disconcerting. And on the other hand, maybe there are deeper pockets to provide more content that is really excellent. So this one probably cuts both ways. All right, we got to leave it right there. Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Check out everything that they've got for you at PluggedIn.com. Movie reviews, all kinds of discussion items on cultural things going on today. Cool stuff. Adam, thank you so much. Carmen, great to talk to you. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, if you want to hear a little more, um, not only about Rod Dreher, but from him, he is the guest of Gabe Lyons this coming Saturday and Sunday on the Q Ideas podcast. You can listen to it at 4.30 Central on the Faith Radio Network, uh, 4.30 p.m. Central on Saturday and 7.30 p.m. Central on Sunday. Again, Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons uh, this week interviewing Rod Dreher. Rod's also going to come and talk with us at some point about the book. 
Live Not By Lies. So appreciate that um, that effort uh, by Breakpoint to lift it up to our the attention of all of us. All right, um, up next, Josh Straub. We're going to talk about 25 days of the Christmas story. It's an Advent family experience. It is awesome, and I have copies to give away. We'll be right back. This is Max Licato. Jesus taught us to pray with reverence when he modeled for us, Hallowed be your name. His phrase is a petition, not a proclamation, a request, not an announcement. Be hallowed, Lord. Do whatever it takes to be holy in my life. Exalt yourself. Glorify yourself. You be Lord, and I'll be quiet. The psalm that says, Be still and know that I am God, contains a command with a promise. The command, Be still, cover your mouth, bend your knees. The promise, You will know that I am God. In the midst of your family storms and in this storm that has swept over our country and the entire world, make it a point to be still. Set your sights on Him. Let God be God. Be open and willing. Allow God to be hallowed, holy in your life. This is Max Looking. Okay, joining me now, uh, Joshua Straub, 25 Days of the Christmas Story, an Advent family experience. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right off the bat, I have copies to give away, and you're going to want one. So uh, you're going to want to text the word BOOK to 877-933-2484 to enter the drawing for the copies of the 25 Days of the Christmas Story that I have to give away today. It is excellent. Joshua, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be with you again. Okay, so I um, I review books like this with my uh, granddaughter, Evelyn, and Evelyn thinks it's great. I love to hear that. That's a, and I love to hear that you have some to give away, too, because honestly, like, in, uh, this is, I mean, this has never happened to us before, but it's selling out everywhere. So it's, it's, yeah, it's actually it, harder it, and harder to get right now. So that you're giving them away. Like, yeah, that's amazing. That's because we're, that's because we're crazy and B&H loves us. So there you go. So um, <laughs> first of all, let, let's just tell people um, what is it and, um, and why is it that it, people are just gobbling it up? Because there is, it's so, it is unique. It, I just love it. To, to, to tell people about it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. So, you know, this actually started four years ago. Uh, after my dad passed away, I, I don't know if I needed something to do uh, to, to grieve or what, but you know, our kids were little. And so I just sat down one, uh, it was right before Christmas, he died in early November. And I just started writing each day, I really genuinely wanted to teach my kids the the, the true Christmas story. And I wanted to teach it from the context, because there's so many variations out there. And so many, you know, stories as it relates to how culture has infused, like, what, what does it really mean? And what does a stable mean? You know, what did it mean that Jesus was born in a stable, those types of things. And so I just really wanted to bring the proper context to it. But in a way that our little kids could understand it, that they could grasp it. And so I just started uh, writing about these characters that were all part of the Christmas story. And so there's 25 days in the book, and and it starts with uh, Isaiah, and it brings in a certain character or a characteristic of the Christmas story from in a chronological fashion, starting with Isaiah, because he was the first to prophesy about the coming Messiah. And and, and it just goes all the way out through to, to the end where Day 25 is actually Nazareth because Jesus comes back to live in Nazareth and uh, coming back from Egypt. And so, you know, 
when you look at the Christmas story and you look at what it can mean, you know, a lot of times we just read a story to our kids and, you know, you're trying to wrangle them in the bed and you're trying, you know, and it's like, oh, I read the story, but it, did, it, did it really land on their ears? Did they really grasp it? And so we've just found through the years that being able to engage our kids, as you know, Carmen, from a number of years ago, just asking our kids a simple bedtime question at night or telling them a dinnertime story or engaging them in a family activity. Uh, when you bring the story to life in a way that brings your family together and gives you an experience around that story, there's a much deeper uh, 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 way experience. in which they receive. It's, yeah, it's an experience. They receive yeah. the story and they remember the story because there's an experience with their family members that, that, that they remember. They, they took nuggets from that story rather than just audibly listening and so what you're doing is you're engaging all different learning styles in teaching them the Christmas story throughout Advent. So that was one of the things that I wanted to highlight because you are a really good question asker. Um, and so Thank I you. have appreciated <laughs> that over the years. And so one of my favorite parts um, of 25 days of the Christmas story and Advent family experience, one of my favorite parts is that every day there are family time questions, a question or multiple yeah. questions. And so um, I just want to turn to day seven. Day seven, the character is Gabriel. And so the story of Gabriel is told and the life lesson is do not be afraid. Um, Evelyn particularly loved this particular day. And so I asked her why. Like when I said, what's one one story I should talk with Mr. Josh about? And she said, oh, Gabriel. And I said, because that one really stuck with her, like this, this encouragement to not be afraid. And um so I just want to read people. Here's the family activity. So every day there's a character um, or a place um, or a thing and person, place or thing. And then the story is told and then there's a family activity. And so this activity, whenever Gabriel talked about the coming Messiah, he always began with be not afraid. Ask your children to draw a picture of something they fear. Talk about why it makes them afraid. Next, use the visual illustration of fire to represent fear. Light a candle, then find an age-appropriate news clip of a recent wildfire to show your children how quickly fire... We did this on YouTube. We just pulled up one on YouTube. Um, oh, nice. Explain, explain yeah. how fear is... Because we don't have a newspaper with a picture in it. Anyway, explain yeah. how fear <laughs> is like a fire. It starts small, but if you feed it, it takes over. Now invite your children to blow out the candle and repeat Gabriel's words, do not be afraid. And use this as a reminder, when you get scared, Jesus is bigger than your fear. And then there's the family time question. When you get scared, how do you calm yourself down? And when I asked Evelyn that, she said, well, my mom taught me to count and to breathe and to pray. And I thought, mm. oh, well, Rebecca and Desmond are doing a great job. Um, there's <laughs> a verse... Great. Right. Which is which, which shows that you did a great job. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, and then there is a verse of scripture and Evelyn worked to memorize it. The angel answered him. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke 1 19. Um, and I have to tell you, she likes to put on the angel outfit in uh, before she recites the verse. So I'm just telling you, it is it is getting into <laughs> kids. Amazing. The story yeah, is amazing. getting into kids. Um through the way you have structured this, um, it's very visually appealing. Uh, again, the book is 25 Days of the Christmas Story, and Advent Family Experience. Josh and Christy Straub are the authors. I've got copies to give away. If you want to enter the drawing, text the word book 
to 877-933-2484. The only way you're getting one before Advent at this point is if you get one from us, because pretty sure if you order one today, uh, they're already on back order. So, um, Josh, let's take a very, very brief break. When we come back, I'd love for you to highlight one of the days that um, that stands out to you, uh, one of the people, the places, or the things in the 25 days of the Christmas story. Josh Straub and I will be right back. Continuing my conversation with Dr. Joshua Straub, his wife, uh, Christy, um, is fabulous, and I'm sure busy this morning um, doing something other than talking with us. But we love her, and she's the co-author. Yeah, the co-author of this book. Um, want to invite you guys to check out what they're doing at the Straub Company, um, designed to empower marriages and families. They are passionate um, about parenting, and they're passionate about um those of us who, you know, are in the lives of kids and how we are influencing them. Um, they have they have tons of great resources. Um, where are we sending them online to find you guys? Yeah, famousathome.com is the best place to find everything that we're doing and links to everything that we're doing is famousathome.com. Perfect. Famousathome.com. Specifically talking today about the 25 days of the Christmas story and Advent family experience. Um, Josh, is there is there a day, a person, place, or thing in the book that stands out to you? You know, there's so many, so many. And, and part of it is because we've had so many experiences through the years doing this with our kids. And so there's so many memories that we've created. Uh, one of those pieces is that in the back of the book, there's an opportunity for you to write memories that you had, something maybe a, a, like similar to what you're doing with your granddaughter, where, you know, you write down that she wears an angel outfit, you know, you write down what she said as it related to um, how she handles when, how she handles it when mm-hmm. she's afraid. And and then you write the date and her name and in her age so that you, it's a, it becomes a keepsake journal as well. So it's not just an activity, it's a keepsake. And, and for me, so there's so many, I think the one that I want to point out the most, especially this holiday season, uh, with everything going on, and by the way, you can still get this on Amazon. It is selling out a lot, but um, Amazon's the one place that still has them. Um, they uh, a- Amazon the and I, Mornings with Carmen. I just want to Car- You've got to do it with Mornings with Carmen <laughs> right now. Like There's, there's opportunities to give away. Um, and so... Um, with everything going on in the world, it, it feels dark. It feels gloomy. There's, you know, holidays are going to look very different this year compared to what they have in the past. And as a result of that, we can really, it can, it can have a massive impact on our psyche, on our mental health, um, and, and even our outlook. But, you know, when, when in the cool Christmas story, whenever angels showed up, you know, I, one of the misconceptions that we have are that angels are these really pretty, you know, we were talking about Gabriel earlier in the previous segment. We get this idea that angels are like these really pretty things with wings and they're rice and sweet. And the reality is, is the reason that everybody that Gabriel said, be not afraid is because when, when people saw an angel, they cowered in fear, like angels, especially Gabriel, like these angels, like there's a presence about them. And I mean a presence that brings a light into this world. And so in day 15, we talk about the angels because the angels played a very significant role, showing up in the field with the shepherds, uh, showing up to Zechariah, showing up to, uh, um, as, as we said, Gabriel, showing up to even to Mary. And like th- they played a significant role in the birth of Jesus, and they are playing a significant role today 
because the supernatural world is more real than the world we live in. It is more real than the chair that I'm sitting in. We have to understand that. And we are a light. We can be a light in the world around us when we have Jesus in our heart. And so the activity for that is to pop some popcorn, get your kids in the car and go drive around the neighborhood and look at the lights that are that are lighting up the neighborhood and talking to your kids about how they can be a light in this world because we have Jesus in our heart, because uh, he is the savior of the world. He is the king. Doesn't matter who who's president of the United States. He is the king. He didn't have to campaign. He didn't have to raise money. Instead, he is the king because he died for us and he is on the throne. He's not getting taken off the throne. He will be on the throne forever. That's the hope and the promise of the Christmas story. And because of that, we are called to go love our neighbor and be a light in this world. And I think when we do these activities and we walk with our kids through this, what we're doing is we're instilling in them how to be a light in this world, particularly with everything going on around us. So day 24 um, is Egypt, if I'm right. Mm. I marked marked my pages. Okay, day 24 is Egypt. And um, I obviously, like, cheated and, like, did the whole book with Evelyn and didn't wait for Advent. So we'll have to do it again. But because, you know, I had to prepare for today. Um, Yeah, I know. It's great. I love it. um, So when we started talking about this and then we talked about Egypt and we talked about the Holy Family going to Egypt and— we talked about God being our true refuge, and then we turned the page to the family activity. And um, the family activity is take some time to study current refugee situations around the world. And she lit up and she said, we have refugees from Egypt where we live. And I said, how do you know that? And she said, I, I, I met some. They're called Coptic Christians. And so then little Evelyn got to tell me about what, what she'd learned. I know. So I'm just telling you, like, kids know more. You're opening, like, doors yep. of conversation to discover what they know about things that we might not know they know. Yes. And people they know. Yes. Like, discovering that they know people we don't know they know. Yep. So Absolutely. I just wanted to encourage you with that, that like there, wow. you know, and, and for those of you that are listening to live in the Twin Cities, I mean, obviously there's huge refugee populations where you live. Um, and there's an opportunity here to talk about um, what it means to li- to leave the place that you've that you've known to go to a place where they don't speak your language, where they don't eat the same kind of food. Um, we have some uh, some. I I use the term neighbors. They don't live in close proximity to us. But, you know, they don't have a table in their dining room because in in the culture from which they come, you sit on the floor on these like heavy rugs and you eat and they don't have like a plate for everybody. You eat from a big common um, plate in the, you know, tray in the middle of of the seating area. And they prefer to cook outside. She's never used her oven that, you know, came with her American house because that's just weird to her. So she's still, you know, like she cooks in this in, you know, in this outside area in their backyard, which, you know, lots of us have now. And we think of it as barbecuing, but other people think of it as this is the way you're supposed to do it. So um, it's just been we can learn so much about the diversity of the people um, whom God has made. And uh, and we can learn so much about um, the things that we think are just normal because we've never imagined anything else. And one of the things the book does is transports us not just over time, but over place, um, and helps us experience the Christmas story, um, you know, sort of in a, 
in a right and righteous way. The book is 25 Days of the Christmas Story, an Advent family experience, um, and it's just it's just delightful. Thank you, Carmen, for saying that, and thank you for going through it and, and encouraging people to do the same. It is something that I think is going to be a staple in households for, for, for many years. So yes, that, and, that was and our hope. so— well, and so I just want to, again, I might, my, my grandchild might be a little precocious. So this is like the warning part of the episode. So she gets to the blank pages at the back and yeah. she says, well, these pages are for the real 12 days of Christmas. Just letting you know, <laughs> just letting you know, she's looking for the 12 days of Christmas that start on December the 25th. And she thinks that's what these 12 uh, blank pages in the back are for. And so. I said, well, okay, that's actually not what these pages are for, but that could be the way that we use them if that's what you want to do. Wow, that's amazing. Good for her. Wow, that's awesome. Well, hey, and a great idea for us to do the next one, right? Exactly, exactly. We would like the 12 days of Christmas, or as I have just learned today, some people think that Christmas goes all the way to Paul Perot, help me out. What's the word? The other word for Groundhog Day? Well, it's not technically Christmas. Christmas, a uh, Candlemas is the other name. And no, it, it's, it's, it's a different celebration, but yeah. There's all kinds of days, apparently, uh, Josh, for us to redeem in our conversation. So you've oh, helped so us. You've helped us yeah. as families enter into this particular season. Hey, um, let me give you an opportunity to speak to families um, just having a hard time right now. It's, it's obviously been an overwhelming year. Let me just give you a couple minutes just to speak a word of grace to them. Yeah, you know what? And that grace is is grace upon grace. I think is the biggest thing that I would. Uh, you said the word right there, and it's hard because it's hard to give ourselves grace because you know there's a lot of people out of a job right now. There's a lot of people uh, suffering with anxiety and depression and and just the unknown. We all are experiencing the unknown, and I think one of the most powerful. Um, if I could give a practical takeaway, it's you know when we do this in the book, and and you even alluded to it earlier is even just being able to sit down and draw, just to mm. draw, um, especially for your kids, to draw a picture of something they're afraid of, to draw a picture of, of what's heavy on them right now, and to draw a picture of that, and then to draw a picture of, you know, because there's a lot of what ifs that we ask, and, and then to, to flip it and draw a picture of Jesus in that, in that scenario. So you have them to draw the scenario and then draw a picture of Jesus in it and say, what if Jesus were right here with you? Because he is. So, so now instead of worrying about the worst case scenario, let's just, let's look at the hope of Jesus being with us in this scenario. And, and if you're a, if you're a, um, you know, an adult and, and, and you're really struggling, one of the best ways to do this is just start listing, you know, Christy has done this. She's done very, very well with this is just to sit and uh, write out a, a grief journal. So in mm. other words, just think about the things that you've lost this year and write them out in a journal. You know, I, I'll find my wife sometimes sitting in her rocking chair, Uh, or sitting in the chair in the living room and just crying with a journal in hand. And what she's doing is she's just processing and, and, and putting on paper things that she's lost because if we don't label it, um, we carry it with us. Our bodies carry it with us. And so those tears are actually very healing. Um, And the beautiful part about that is uh, it's written in the word that God, he takes our tears and he bottles them up. He, He knows every tear that we've cried. And so he's sitting with us. He's near us. You know, Philippians 4 says, the Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. And so 
With gratitude, we can label our emotions. The more that we label them, the more that we talk about them, the more that we talk about them with him, draw them on paper or write them out in a journal. It's a very healing process. And so I just want to encourage you, the Lord is near and he's with you in all of these things. And so just take time to do that. Take time to grieve because that's where joy is on the other side. That's why Paul said, rejoice in suffering. With suffering comes perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And the hope that we find in Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit will not disappoint us. And so, yes, it's painful. It's hard. But Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And so he's with us. He's with us in it. And so let's um, let's let's write it out. Let's 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 process it, and and let's surround one another in love uh, because he is with you. Josh Straub, thank you so much. You can find Josh and Christy famousathome.com, the book, 25 Days of the Christmas Story, another great one on the topic that he was just addressing, What Am I Feeling? Um, wonderful resources. Joshua, thank you so much, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Carmen. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Thank you so much. Have a great day, friends. God bless. You. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.